0: Yes, the Gateway Lounge, as always, for Jackrabbit football games. The biggest game in school history. A chance at a national title to beat North Dakota State if you can't make the track. As my former co-host, my dear friend Craig Maddock, would say if he was talking about this right now. If you're not one of the hoity-toities like Matt Zimmer who's making the track to Frisco to be at this game live, uh, the second best place The next best thing, Gateway Lounge, Sunday, 1 p.m. kick, 12.30. There's going to be a pregame on KSFY. My friends, Mark Oviden, Zach Borg, Cooper Seamer, uh, they're going to preview that game at 12.30 on Sunday. It's the big one. We're going to spend most of this podcast talking about it, because why wouldn't we? It's one of the biggest things to happen in the history of sports in the state of South Dakota. But So, again, Gateway Lounge will be an awesome atmosphere with your fellow Jackrabbit fans to watch some football and the biggest game in school history on Sunday. Awesome service, awesome food, and Zimmer and I enjoy that every week when we tape the podcast, but not this week. Uh, I I am uh, in Phoenix, Arizona at the Hilton Garden Inn Airport Hotel because I didn't make it to California last night with my husband Gilbert because, uh, Zim, I don't know if you uh, uh, update, uh, maybe you're looking at, I'm looking at Purple Mountain Majesty, literally, uh, out of my hotel room here in, in Phoenix. Um, you're probably looking out at, what, 10 inches of snow or so in Sioux Falls?
1: Yeah, we got about a foot. It might be, and I've lived here my whole life, this might be the, the most snow in one storm I've ever seen. It's, uh, I mean, I've just got just a wall of white when I look out my window. It's, uh, quite, a, it's quite a sight, and I won't be going anywhere for a while.
0: I, was, I don't think anybody will. And so you're driving to Frisco, right? You're, you're just going to not even screw with Did you have a flight scheduled?
1: Nope, I have reached a point in my life where I will do absolutely anything I can to avoid getting on an airplane. And that has uh, (laughs) nothing to do with any fear of flying or anything like that. I am just, I have had it with airline bullshit and they do not get my money unless I absolutely have to give it to them. And uh, a 10, 11 hour drive is about what it is to Frisco. I would gladly rather spend 11 hours in the car than have to deal with their bullshit. So I'm uh, planning at the moment to leave on Thursday morning and plan to get there by Thursday evening, dinner time ish. But obviously, this storm is, as of right now, it's all supposed to be done in time that I should still be able to do that. But obviously, keeping an eye on the situation here over the next couple days. The game's not till Sunday. So because I don't have a flight to catch, you know, I still have some some time to wait it out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're taping this on Tuesday, and before I knew I was going to California, I'm going out there for a funeral of my dad's wife, to be honest with you. We were going to, Gilbert and I were going to go on vacation last week between Christmas and New Year's out there. And, uh, but uh, I don't mean to make this grim, I'll I'll trudge through it, uh, but... My dad's wife had stomach cancer, and so she passed away, so we're going out for the funeral. And then uh, we had to stay in Phoenix at the airport hotel last night because, uh, again, that blizzard just got, got roaring on Monday afternoon. We're taping this on Tuesday. And uh, so, I, you know, you, you, <laughs> we're not going to drive 24 hours out to California. Uh, so we have to fly. And we were, frankly, we were stunned. We were stunned that the plane got out of there. We thought 620 flight with snow having been coming down for three or four hours that there was no way we were going to make it out of Sioux Falls. We'd probably have to right. wait until Wednesday to get out of there. But because we had to wait and wait an hour and a half on the runway for de icing, which is understandable, uh, but it is is the kind of bullshit that everybody hates about flying uh, hour and a half late, so we missed our connecting flight from Phoenix to Monterey, California, so thus we are living through airline bullshit. So I would do the same thing if I were you. Before I knew that I was going to make this trip, um, I was I was potentially going to go down to Frisco and uh, drive down there with uh, one of my best friends, Greg, who lives in the Fargo area and is an NDSU alum, big fan, big tailgater. And uh, yeah, I would I would think there's a large contingency, even though there's one way flights or nonstop flights from Sioux Falls to Dallas three or four times a day. Uh, I think yeah, driving makes the most sense in this one. So um, what are you most looking forward to besides the game? Is there for any Jackrabbit fan who didn't go down there in May of 2021? Uh, what's what's there to do in the Frisco area? That, that's a must. Is there anything?
1: Um, well, it's, that's a weird question because it's a different time of year. You know, I was there in the spring, uh, the last time because of the weird pandemic season. Uh, you know, me and Aaron, our photographer went to a Frisco Rough Riders minor league baseball game. You know, it was, it was May. Um, now it's January. I don't know. You know, the, the weather forecast is pretty good. Um, it's a neat, uh, downtown area. There were some places to to eat and drink and stuff like that, but again, we were still, you know, much more leaning into the pandemic at that time. Not everything was open. There was a, I think, the stadium capacity for that game was fifty percent or something like that. So the number of people that were down there weren't as much. Um, they played the national championship game the week after the semifinal. You know, they just had a game Saturday and then another game Saturday or Sunday or whatever it was. So you didn't have this month of buildup you didn't really have time to get down there and you know spend a whole week sort of taking in the sights and and touring the town and stuff like that so i certainly can't give people a lot of pointers on where to go or what to do i'm kind of looking forward to experiencing it to a little bit greater degree this time than i did last time because like i said you know last time you just kind of get down there and and there was a game and it, and it was different and um this is going to be a little more of a you know, quote-unquote traditional type of national championship game with the three weeks buildup and the media events and the days leading up to it. So um, I'm just looking forward to all that, getting sort of the full national championship experience and uh, obviously what I am expecting to be a crazy atmosphere and environment on Sunday and hopefully a really good football game.
0: I mean, I can't imagine uh, around the hotels of Frisco, whatever downtown district you're talking about down there, do you do you have any idea right now on Tuesday as far as you know, I mean we should expect that stadium first of all that what is that stadium seat like twenty thousand or so thirty thousand
1: yep. twenty thousand I believe
0: twenty thousand what, uh, what what do you think the uh, split will be I mean we figure it's going to be all Bison and Jackrabbit fans there's not going to be too many neutral observers uh, yeah do you, do you have a sense of what the what the split will be.
1: I don't know, 60-40 and fans, maybe, maybe closer, maybe further, I'm not really sure. Um, obviously, there was some uh, confusion, to put it kindly, with the ticket situation after the Jacks clinched, um, I wasn't really able to, to stay as attuned to that situation as I normally would have been, because I was on furlough that week. Um, But uh, I I do know that, you know, Bison fans over the years have made a habit of buying those tickets, you know, a year in advance, basically. And uh, so I don't know how many of them waited for for NDSU to actually clinch and get in the game. And same with the Jacks. I know there there were some Jacks fans who bought them in advance, hoping they would be there. But a lot of them didn't. And then all of a sudden, when the Jacks win, you had thousands of fans scrambling to get tickets. Uh, From what I've been told, in past years, tickets always end up being available, whether it's secondary market or on the street or whatever. But there will be a lot of people that are they're, they're just heading down there without tickets, hoping hoping to find a way to score some. So good luck to those folks. Uh, I fully expect the stadium to be full. It'll be packed. I think it'll be a sellout. Um, what the, the, the breakdown will be, green versus blue, I'm interested to see that myself.
0: Well, the, I would – I would just safely assume it's going to be at least a little more green than blue because uh, they they make a habit of it and uh, but they yeah. think they they don't just think they own the place up until now they do own the place they are 9 for 9 that is that to me is still absurd that they are 9 for 9 in national championship games they haven't lost one this would be their first and I don't historically know yeah, we we've all We've we've dove into this a few times this season on this podcast that this is not the best of these uh, potential 10 national title teams that North Dakota State has sent down to Frisco in the last dozen years, uh, but uh, they're pretty good. And so how much do you think this is, if not a home field advantage, the the whole thing of they've the jacks were there and they were within 17 seconds of winning a national title in their only appearance there and it was just a year and a half ago but how much do you think the uh, the Fargo South factor plays into the outcome
1: Um, I think it'll be a factor you know Matt Entz was asked asked that exact question a couple days ago and he said well he goes I don't know if it's really that big a deal because if you look at the two rosters Most of SDSU's players were there when they were in the spring a couple years ago. So it's not like we have done something that they haven't done before. And I see what he's saying with that. And he's not wrong. Um, But the way I look at it is, you know, let's say the game starts going sideways for one team. Let's let's just say it starts going poorly for the Jacks. I feel like that's where it comes into play. NDSU will, will sort of smell blood, so to speak. You know, like, hey, this is Frisco. This is... The place we own, Fargo South. The fans are going to get into it. The Jacks run into that oh, you know, here we go again kind of thing. The Bison are 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 rolling in fresco. They've got it going, just that whole swagger or whatever you want to say that they have as this team that's that's they they know they're nine and zero down there, you know. And it'd be one thing if the Jacks had won their game. And again. The Jacks should have won when they were down there a year and a half ago. They, they came within a play of winning even after their best player at that time got injured basically the first play of the game. So it's not like the Jacks went down there and shit the bed when they were there a year and a half ago. But they don't have that, hey, we've never lost here before sort of mentality to, to lean to lean on, and NDSC does. And I'm not saying that's going to swing the game in their favor by any means, but I, I think it's something that they have that they can use to their advantage.
0: Yeah, I mean, there might be a fear factor for Jackrabbit fans, where it's just it, that 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 whole
1: sense, kind
0: of this the sense that you could easily get early in that Packers Vikings game, where yeah, Vikings are 11 and four or 12 and three going into that game. Packers were what seven and eight, but Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers, they piled it on early, and here we go again, and um, and it gets away from you. you Hope that doesn't happen if you're a Jackrabbit fan. They seem to be a team that uh, you wrote about this, uh, you know, they, they got off to an awful start against North Dakota State back in October, and that was at a time where through September they were getting off to slow starts, and the offense in general overall was slow, not just at Iowa, against the best team and uh, best defense in the nation, but, uh, you know, like Indiana State and what was it, um, Cal, I think it was nope. Cal Poly, uh, you know, the offense was just kind of slowly moving, especially at the start of games, but it, that that's not the case anymore. So, uh, you know, we we saw Cam Miller light up the Jacks, and they got off to, what was it? What was this, w- w- They scored the first how many points of that game in Fargo?
1: Uh, they traded scores right off the bat, but yeah. NDSU was up 21-7. 21-7. And they were dri- driving to make it 28-7 yeah. when they threw the interception on the trick play, and basically it went to hell for the, from there for NDSU. Yeah,
0: they didn't score again. Um, and. So what can, what can we ascertain from that game? Uh, and then to, to translate into this one and the matchups, because I'll, 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 I'll come at it from a layman's term, two words, Tucker Craft. Jax didn't have him. He's their best offensive weapon. Um, it's football. I, I always think it's ridiculous to to figure that one player is going to make that much of a difference in a football game. But you mentioned Mark Gronowski and how awesome he was in the spring of 2021 and how I don't think anybody would deny that if he played that whole game against Sam Houston State, that would have made enough of a difference for the Jacks to win a national championship. And SDSU was able to beat NDSU in Fargo without Tucker Craft. Now they have him. As far as I know, he's healthy. And that's just kind of a great, uh, you know, safety valve <laughs> to, to look to. If this is a close game and it's in a pinch and Mark Kronowski's try, trying to find the right guy to throw to under duress, uh, you got him now in, in a game that I think most people would think would be close. That seems to be the X factor. Is that too simplistic?
1: Well, no, and not only do the Jacks have him after they didn't the first time, the Bison won't have Hunter Litke, who they did have in the first matchup. So, you're in some ways, you're giving SDSU their best weapon and taking away NDSU's best weapon. So, yeah, that definitely is just another th- thing that should swing this in the Jacks' favor. Um, you know, the Jacks got to get Tucker Craft involved. Um, I, you know, I think the average fan d- probably doesn't notice how much of a factor... He's a dominant run blocker, and obviously also he, he can just be a decoy. You know, if there's a game where he doesn't touch the ball, well, there's a chance that means that the Yankee brothers are having a big game because a lot of attention is being focused on him. Having said that, I definitely think one of the biggest keys for SDSU is they got to get him the ball. He's their best offensive player, and this is his last game as a Jackrabbit. You don't think he doesn't want to go out there and – and leave a legacy, you know, not just getting the Jacks a national championship, but, you know, having his fingerprints all over it, being able to say, this is how I went out as a Jackrabbit. So I think that's a huge factor, getting him back in the game. And then you just factor in, you know, I I do think NDSU caught the Jacks by surprise a little bit in that first meeting. Uh, The way they came out throwing the football, um, not not just the fact that they threw the ball, something they, they don't usually lead with, But the Jacks were just coming off a game where they had basically made it impossible for USD to throw the ball. So I think there was a little bit of a sense of, okay, well, they're not even going to try to throw it against us. And they came out and threw it all over him. I think Miller was like 12 for 12 for 180 yards in the first half. I mean, just killed him. They'll be more prepared for that this time. Uh, Cam Miller has only gotten better as a running quarterback since then. uh, But he only completed one pass in the semifinals against Incarnate Word. So it'll be really interesting to see what NDSU's game plan is, uh, what they try to do, how Cam Miller plays. Cam Miller's 0-3 against SDSU. The kid has a national championship to his credit. You know, it's not like he has an empty resume by any means, but, you know, you look at Carson Wentz's record against the Jacks, Easton Sticks' record against the Jacks, for Cam Miller to be 0-3, I think that's significant, probably something that's going to be a big motivator for him.
0: All right, let's talk about... Vulnerabilities. What would make the Jackrabbits vulnerable? What's their worst matchup, their worst nightmare?
1: Um, You know, I don't think either team has this, like, glaring, you know, here's their kryptonite, so to speak. Um, The Jacks have have run the ball very well. They've thrown the ball very well. Their offensive line has been outstanding. I don't know what their weakness is on offense. Um, Defensively, you know, there have been some – some moments here and there, but again, they've been the best defense in FCS football. Um, You know, they give up a big play here and there. Um, Obviously, the the one sort of bugaboo that they they have had through these playoffs was against Holy Cross when Matthew Sluka rushed for 200 yards against them. And that's reason for concern because obviously Cam Miller can do that too. Uh, Having said that, almost all of Matthew Sluka's rushing yards came on scrambles on broken plays. We were all worried about. Oh, geez, if Holy Cross can run for 200 yards with the quarterback against the Jacks, just think what Montana State's going to do. And then Montana State did absolutely nothing. I mean, the Jacks just completely shut down that quarterback run game. So, you know, I, I do think being wary of Cam Miller—that's something the Jacks are going to have to to be wary of because uh, it, it, they've been burned by that in the past. Uh, and NDSU's just—you know—they're very good at what they do. I, I I'm not to say there won't be a trick play at, at some point in the game. On either side, there could be. But for the most part, these teams aren't going to come out trying to, you know, put one over on each other, use smoke and mirrors. They're both going to do what they do. Um, NDSU's vulnerability, um, they're just really banged up, you know. They've got a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Um, they, they've they badly struggled to throw it last, or last week, but... It last round, like I said, Cam Miller was 1-for-12 passing against Incarnate Word. Now, the Jacks' players and coaches have made a point to say all week, hey, we think that's a fluke, we know he can pass, and and they would know as well as anyone because, like I said, in their last meeting, he was 12-for-12 12 12 in the first half, carved him up. Uh, but what's he going to be able to do? Is he going to be able to throw the football? Um, so there's some issues there. You know, An- Another thing is uh, special teams. You know, the, the Both teams have been pretty solid on special teams, but, boy, the Jacks have been susceptible. You know, how many, they've had several kicks blocked this year. They've given up a few big returns. I don't think it's been catastrophic by any means, but in a game like this where it could very well come down to you know one drive, one play, you know a blocked field goal, a blocked punt, a, a long kick return, that could make the difference in the game. So that's something the Jacks are going to have to shore up too.
0: All right. Fill, we'll fill in the blanks. Um, just looking at what a win would mean – and maybe this is stating the obvious in both cases because obviously the Jacks are going for their first ever national title. It's the only thing they haven't accomplished under John Stiegelmeyer and in their school's football history. And obviously for North Dakota State, they'd be 10 for 10 in national title games. And correct me if I'm wrong, we'll have won 10 of the last 12 national titles. But beyond that, um, you know, what do you see meaning? legacy, not just for Stig, but in general for the entire program, some of the players, if South Dakota State wins this game?
1: I mean, it just validates the program in every way. It validates the move to Division I. It puts them in the pantheon of, you know, football powerhouses to some degree. I mean, I realize on the grand scheme, you know, people who follow the SEC don't necessarily consider – FCS competition to be that big of a deal. But uh, this is Division I football. This game going to be on national television, on ABC. There's going to be at least five or six guys playing in this game who are going to play in the NFL someday. So this is a big deal. And when SDSU made the move to Division I, I don't think the most optimistic person in the world, right away in Peggy Miller, John Stiedemeyer, anybody, would have envisioned the Jacks being as successful as they have as as a program at large. Um, let alone in football. Um, would a national championship have seemed possible within 20 years? Yeah, I think so. Um, but the way it's played out, NDSU becoming the dominant program that it has, uh, SDSU building a new stadium, you know, sending multiple players to the NFL year after year, uh, winning games against FBS opponents, just becoming what they have as somewhat of a national brand, not to the degree that NDSU has, not going to pretend otherwise, um, but but they've really accomplished more than anyone ever could have imagined and this is, like you said all that's left, and I think specifically, not that it's about John Stegelmeyer, it's not, it's about South Dakota State, but for John to have that on, on his uh, resume finally, I, I think it's pretty obvious uh, that that's a big deal to him I don't know if he'd still be holding on this long, he's 65 years old um, th- that's obviously what drives him is to finally bring that home and for them to be this close, if they don't get it done, uh, I really almost worry a little bit about where the program goes from there because this is this is their time. You know, it's it's never going to be set up better for them than it is this year.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I remember Stig three or four years ago uh, before it was before or after a North Dakota state regular season game, where as far as I knew that was the first time he started using the words national championship. And I think when he signed his latest contract extension, I mean, he, he just started using those words within the last two or three years. And, you know, I think for a fan base, it's great to hear that from the the face of the program, the Mm -hmm. godfather, if you will. And you got it. You got to win it. I mean, it, this, this would be nothing less than painful if they lose it, right?
1: I mean, getting to Frisco is a big deal. You know, it's, it's like getting to the Super Bowl. It's like getting to the World Series. Yeah. Just making it there is an accomplishment. No one's going to pretend otherwise. But if you don't win it this year, when are you ever going to win
0: it? Yeah.
1: You know, you're the number one seed. You're the better team. Uh, the Jacks are objectively the better team, especially when you factor in all the injuries that NDSU has. Um, NDSU is kind of limping into this game. And don't get me wrong, the Bison want to win. They're going to do everything they can to win, and they might win. But it won't, if the Bison do win, it's not going to mean shit to them compared to what it would mean to SDSU. Yeah. If the Bison win, it, they're like, oh, cool, we won another one. Wow, you guys suck. You couldn't even beat us when we were banged up and you know going for our 10th one. I mean, it's obviously become old hat to them. Like I said, I'm, I'm not at all implying that the Bison don't care, that this doesn't mean anything to them. Not at all. But we all know that everyone – associated with the North North Dakota state program to some degree has FCS fatigue. That's why we're constantly talking about them moving up Mm -hmm. and they're probably going to move up at some point. And if the Jacks don't win this, they might not ever get another chance to beat them, at least in the national championship. That doesn't mean the Jacks will never win the national championship. If the Jacks lose on Sunday, they're not going to fold up the tents and quit playing football. Um, But chances are the next time they get a chance to win a national championship NDsu might not even be, at the FCS level anymore, and if that happens, it'll never mean as much. It'll yeah. never mean as much.
0: Bingo, that's what I was saying. It's just, it's just not going to mean as much. And the uh, the noise and the ridicule—it's almost like a bully coming from Bison fans. We're already hearing it because it's been three in a row, five of the last seven for SDSU in this series. And what the Bison fans keep saying: "Have your Dakota marker. We'll have the we'll have the real trophy." And if they get it again, oh man, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna. For Jackrabbit fans, it's going to really, really sting. That's what makes this game so intriguing, so exciting. 1 o'clock, ABC, Sunday afternoon, in the midst of all these NFL games. And again, that's why the Gateway Lounge is a perfect place to go, because you can watch this game. It'll be on many of their TVs, but also they're <laughs> going to have the full complement of NFL games that you're either betting on or enjoying yourselves, including the Vikings at noon. And, um, boy, we're going to have that sucks. Uh, a lot of... I think- Go ahead.
1: I think the 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 TV viewership, I think for this game, is going to take a big hit because I, yeah. I get there was only so much they could do. They schedule these things in advance. Most years, maybe the, the calendar isn't going to fall the way that it did. But for them to be playing that national championship game, not just as this, at the same time as. Uh, NFL game, but all the NFL games, I mean, it's going to get completely lost. Yep, it, that, that, that's really unfortunate.
0: No, I mean, it, as far as I know, for as long as we've known, this has been kind of a standalone game. You, I think usually on a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, but not not, not on Sunday. So, uh, Well,
1: part of it is, you know, the NFL expanding the schedule. And- yep. Expanded college football playoffs at the FBS level. There's a lot of factors. I'm not trying to blame anyone for doing it, but it just sucks. I think it's it does not nearly as many people are going to see it as otherwise would. But it will have our full attention, and
0: it certainly will when we're likely. We hope cross our fingers back at the Gateway Lounge next week. Zim, safe travels. Uh, ArgusLeader.com at ArgusMattZ on Twitter. Enjoy yourself. Talk next week. Safe travels yourself, John. See ya. Why are you laughing? That was a terrible outro. Fuck you.
1: guys need a
0: Yes.